Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello and welcome to Pro-Life Primetime News. Today is Friday, January 19th. In for Leslie Palma, I'm Anthony Vassone. And I'm Teresa Watson. Thank you for joining us this evening. We had an amazing weekend in D.C. last week, but Leslie and I both came home sick, so I'm hoping my voice holds up through the show. She couldn't be here today, so Anthony is uh, kind enough to fill in. Former President Donald Trump continues his march to the Republican presidential nomination. While Joe Biden's plan to open his campaign with a pro-abortion rally was spoiled by protesters who support the terrorist group Hamas. We will have this and more in our top story. North Dakota has just one seat in the U.S. House of Representatives and it is up for grabs in November. Teresa will have this and more in political news in a nutshell. In Abortion in the News, Anthony will report on the latest outrageous claim from the White House about the abortion drug Mifepristone and tell you how Gen Zers are coping with laws protecting babies from abortion. We'll close with some videos and photos of the March for Life and its related activities, so please stay with us. Eight days after he crushed the competition in Iowa's low-turnout Republican presidential caucuses, Trump quickly defeated Nikki Haley, his final remaining major rival for the GOP nomination in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. Fox News projected Trump would win the primary just a few minutes after the final polls closed in New Hampshire. I'm very honored by the result, Trump told Fox News Digital's Brooke Singman in a statement. Haley said in a speech to supporters in Concord, New Hampshire, after the race was called, that I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it, and I want to acknowledge that. But as the votes continued to be tabulated late on Tuesday night, the former president's lead over Haley hovered roughly at about 10 to 11 point margin, below what most of the final public opinion surveys conducted ahead of the primary had suggested. And Haley emphasized her campaign would continue. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspended his Republican presidential campaign on Sunday, ending his 2024 White House bid just before the New Hampshire primary while endorsing his bitter rival Donald Trump. The decision leaves Trump and former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley as the last major candidates remaining in the race ahead of Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. This is the scenario Trump's foes in the GOP have long sought, raising the stakes for this week's contest as the party's last chance to stop the former president who has so far dominated the race. But as some Trump critics cheered, DeSantis nodded toward Trump's primary dominance and attacked Haley in an exit video he posted on social media. Here is what Governor Ron DeSantis had to say. I am today suspending my campaign. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear. While this campaign has ended, the mission continues. Down here in Florida, We will continue to show the country how to lead. Senator Ted Cruz, Trump's main competitor in the 2016 primary, enthusiastically endorsed Donald Trump and urged the remaining candidates to unify behind Trump. Senator Marco Rubio, another competitor of Trump in 2016, has also endorsed him. 
with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropping out of the race on Sunday, a GOP presidential field that topped a dozen candidates last summer is now down to two major candidates. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel called on Nikki Haley to consider withdrawing from the GOP presidential nomination race Tuesday night after losing the New Hampshire primary to former President Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the first ever to win both the Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire primary. I'm looking at the math and the path going forward, I don't see it for Nikki Haley, Ms. McDaniel said on Fox News. I think she's run a great campaign, but I do think there is a message that's coming out from the voters which is very clear, she said. We need to unite around our eventual nominee, which is going to be Donald Trump, and we need to make sure we beat President Joe Biden. Ms. McDaniel also suggested that Mr. Trump should begin campaigning as the GOP general election nominee and select his running mate as soon as possible. Other Republicans have urged Ms. Haley to drop out of the GOP nomination race, despite her vow to continue and compete in the South Carolina primary in March, where polls show her 30 percentage points behind Mr. Trump. Meanwhile, on the Democratic side of the New Hampshire primary, a write-in campaign for President Joe Biden gave him the win after the state was stripped of its delegates by the Democratic National Committee. Biden bypassed the New Hampshire primary after the DNC reshuffled the presidential nominating calendar and elevated South Carolina to the first place spot. Biden, who backed the new lineup, did not appear on the ballot in New Hampshire, nor did his ca he campaign in the state. The New Hampshire results indicate that Biden is barreling toward a rematch with former President Donald Trump in the general election. Biden opened his campaign with a rally in Virginia that he hoped to make all about abortion, but supporters of the Islamic terrorist group Hamas interrupted him 14 times to condemn U.S. support for Israel. Appearing rattled by the interruptions, the abortion extremist-in-chief read from his prepared remarks saying, we can make Roe again the law of America. Of course, Roe is never a law, just a Supreme Court decision. Vice President Harris was at the rally after cheering on abortion supporters in Wisconsin on Monday, the 51st anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision that led to the deaths of more than 65 million babies. Representative Nick LaLota, Republican from New York, on Saturday became one of the first lawmakers from a district President Joe Biden won in 2020 to endorse former President Donald Trump. In a statement posted to X, Lolota hit Biden over his record on border security and the economy in endorsing the former president. America needs a commander-in-chief who will keep us safe, Lolota said. President Trump's policies made our nation stronger and had us on a track to prosperity. North Dakota has just one seat in the U.S. House of Representatives, and it will be up for grabs in November after Republican incumbent Kelly Armstrong announced he is going to run for governor. The current governor, Doug Burgum, announced Monday that he would not seek re-election to a third term. Burgum was in the crowded field of Republicans hoping to represent the party in November's presidential race, but he dropped out in early December. In a statement, Armstrong said, North Dakotans will always do better when we are in charge of our own destiny. That's why I've decided to come home to run for governor. Californians hoping to learn about the candidates running to fill the U.S. Senate seat, left vacant by the death of Senator Dianne Feinstein, had to endure a bit of inside baseball at a debate on Monday in Los Angeles. 
Democrats Katie Porter, Barbara Lee, and Adam Schiff, all currently serving in the House of Representatives, faced off against Republican Steve Garvey, a former first baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Democrats all wanted to know which presidential candidate would get Garvey's vote, but he declined to say. Well, California, I think what they say is true. Once a Dodger, always a Dodger, Porter said. But Garvey shot back with his own baseball metaphor, saying, you're banging on that trash can, just like the Astros did, he said, referencing the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Porter also took on Schiff for his record on abortion. Congressman Schiff mentioned abortion on his website under his page called Adam's Accomplishments, Porter said. And as a mother of a young daughter, I do not feel like abortion rights have been accomplished. Now that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will be back in the State House full time, James Uthmeyer will return to his job as Chief of Staff after working as DeSantis's campaign manager for the last several months. Politico reported that Uthmeyer said he wants to help DeSantis prepare for the long haul. The governor has three more years left in his term, and he said he would rather be governor than vice president. And that's political news in a nutshell. The Biden administration and the manufacturer of the abortion drug Mifepristone maintained in briefs filed with the U.S. Supreme Court Tuesday that limiting access to the drug would be harmful for women. The government and the drug maker want the deadly pill to continue to be available through the mail to mothers who have never been examined by a doctor and to be sanctioned for use through 10 weeks of pregnancy. The court has not yet scheduled a date for oral arguments in the highly contentious case, but it is expected to be heard in the spring and a decision announced in late June. Mifepristone is the first drug used in chemical abortions, which now make up more than half of all abortions in the U.S. and account for many more complications than surgical abortion. One in ten single Americans say that they are having less sex since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in 2022. The annual survey by Match, a company that operates Tinder and other dating apps, found that 13% of singles under the age of 50 are now more afraid of getting pregnant or getting someone else pregnant, including 21% of Gen Z singles between the ages of 18 and 26. 12% of singles under 50 also said Roe's demise has made them more hesitant to date, while 11% said they have casual sex less frequently. The media portrays this new fear of not being able to end the lives of the innocent unborn as a bad thing, but not all Americans feel that way. At the Students for Life Pro-Life Summit last week in Washington, D.C., Kevin Roberts of the Conservative Heritage Foundation urged attendees to build a culture of life through, quote, the heroic spiritual adventure of falling in love, getting married, and yes, having lots of kids. The room jammed with many of the summit's 1,500 youthful attendees erupted in applause. The Tennessee legislature introduced a bill on Monday that would make it a crime for adults to take minor girls out of the state to have an abortion. The bill says an adult who recruits, harbors, or transports a pregnant, unemancipated minor within the state for the purpose of aiding them in getting access to actions that constitute criminal abortion under Tennessee law commits the offense of abortion trafficking of a minor, whether or not the minor consents. Parents of minor girls would be exempt, but the bill calls for prison sentences from 3 to 15 years for other adults. 
A North Dakota state court on Tuesday denied a request to temporarily block the state's law that protects nearly all babies from abortion. The abortion extremists at the Center for Reproductive Rights challenged the law last year, and that challenge will continue while the law remains in place. In Wisconsin on Tuesday, the Assembly Health Committee passed a bill that would ban abortion after 14 weeks and hold a statewide referendum on the restriction. The committee also amended the bill to include an exception to the 14-week legal limit in cases of sexual assault or incest. The bill has run into opposition from Democrats and some Republicans, and pro-abortion Governor Tony Evers has said he would veto the measure if it reaches his desk. Democrats in the Alabama legislature are trying to roll back protections for the unborn, but their efforts are likely to fail in a state where Republicans hold a supermajority in both chambers and the governor is a pro-life Republican. Proposals filed ahead of this February opening to the legislative session would remove protection from abortion for babies conceived in rape and call for a constitutional amendment to invent a right to abortion in the state constitution. And that's abortion in the news. We had a busy, exhilarating, and amazing time at the March for Life in D.C. last week, and our Priest for Life team was able to videotape many of our activities. We'd like to share some of these with you. Anthony Vassone, my fill-in anchor, got great video of the marchers as the first wave reached the U.S. Supreme Court, and he captured the courageous women and men of Silent No More as they arrived to give their testimony. Let's have a look at these two quick videos. At the Students for Life Pro-Life Summit, the day after the march, Teresa asked a group of young people how they would change a friend's mind if she was considering abortion. Here's what they said. 
Hi, Simon. All right, I'm a friend of yours. You've got 30 seconds to convince me not to have an abortion. What are you going to tell me? Oh, man. Well, you just got to, okay, respect life, right? Life is the most important thing that we have on this earth, right? Our, our friends, if you think about it, on your deathbed, who are you going to want around you is family, friends, right? People are the most important things that we have. Why are we murdering them in the womb? No, that's not right, okay? Respect life, love life. This is this is like our purpose on earth is to love each other, right? I mean... I'm, I'm a college student. I got to finish school. I mean, I don't have time for a baby. There, okay, there are people out there. There's resources out there for you. You don't need to do this by yourself, okay? Standing with you... Uh, look for your Students for Life club on campus. They can help you find resources. You can do this. You're not on your own. Tucker, 30 seconds. I'm having an abortion. I have an appointment today. What are you going to tell me? Teresa, I love you so much. And for your sake, I don't want you to go through this. We have so many resources. I'm ready to walk with you. If you're willing to be with me, I can get you the help that you need for your baby. I can be there for you throughout all of it. I have some wonderful friends. I have a great church group I can bring you to. You're not alone. This is a decision that may not seem big right now but will come back to haunt you for the rest of your life you will always remember this baby so please let me help you be there you can choose life you can have a beautiful son or daughter we can make it through this all right, nice all right fernandia all right listen i'm your best friend i need you to do this with me i need you to take me for this abortion i can't do this my parents will never forgive me I'm, first of all, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I want to tell you that you're not alone. I'm here for you. There's so many resources out there to voice the, what Simon and Tommy said. Um, you're not alone. Life is worth living. Do not destroy the life of a child just because these circumstances are ruined. Very favorable for you. Life doesn't depend on your circumstances. Your worth doesn't depend on your circumstances. And I'm here for you. We're here for you. You're not alone. You are loved. This doesn't change anything about you. And yeah, your parents may not agree, but you don't want to grieve. You don't want to regret this decision later. And you're not going to regret having this child and walking with someone else who wants to give you that love. Thank you very much. Great job, guys. The Priest for Life booth at the summit was busy from open till close. We'd like to give a shout out to Anthony Vassone, Rico Carame, and Deanna Mullins for the incredible job they did setting up and tearing down the booth, and for their day-long outreach to summit attendees. Here's a look at the booth featuring the three of them and Priest for Life Executive Director Janet Marana. Many thanks to John Thomas and Neil Maharis, the men behind the camera. Hi, it's Leslie Palma from Pro-Life Primetime News. And Teresa Watson. And we're here at the Pro-Life Summit. And we are at our booth, Priest for Life booth. And we want to show you the amazing merchandise that we have here today. So Johnny, come with us. <laughs> Deanna, how's it going today? I'm meeting all kinds of wonderful, lovely people. And we're doing wonderful. It looked like business is booming here. Was. It's been a great day, especially when the breakout sessions happen, that it's super busy. <laughs> like, ah! yeah, so we have, we have uh, some new t-shirt designs. We have one that's very popular that Rico's wearing. Rico, let's see your shirt. Show us your shirt. Protect the baby humans, too. <laughs> it's, it's flying off the shelves, really. All right. And then here's Anthony. 
he's wearing our Be Kind to All Humans, show him the sleeves. It says born and unborn. And um, these are our two very special people that work in our resource department. So if you're not here at Students for Life, um, you can always call them uh, at the office and uh, or send them an email at, how do we get in touch with you? Priestforlife.com or you can go to our website at prolifeproducts.org and you can order any of our products there. And like Amazon, we ship really fast. <laughs> and what's been the big seller today? Uh, by Wait, far, our new shirt. turtle shirt has been flying off the shelves. Um, this other new design. And we have a third new one back there, the love shirt. Um, but yeah, this is the quietest it's been all day. Um, it's been nonstop. Like, just, we've been getting bombarded. So it's, it's very nice. And everybody's so enthusiastic here. Thank you very much. And we also have a, we also have a selection of our books, and we have an author of two of them. Jana Miranda is here with us. What can you tell us about your book? This is my newest book, Everything You Need to Know About Abortion for Teens, Adults too, And for any group, church, youth group, school that orders 10 copies or more, we give you a big discount price. And the bonus is, after your group has read the book, I will do a complimentary Zoom meeting, a Q&A, for the book. Just go to prolifeproducts.org to order the book or abortionandteens.com. Thank you very much. The new t-shirt. <laughs> and Teresa is wearing our third new design. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so we have special guests with us at our at our booth, okay? So uh, this year we've been really blessed with um, some special guests and uh, they're, they're actually working the booth with us. And um, this is Amanda Levy. And um, Amanda, tell, tell them what you're doing here today. Yes. So I'm with the Center for Bioethical reform and we're promoting an app called See Baby Grow by the Education Resource Fund. It's the most advanced prenatal science app available in the world. You can download it for free. It's full of video content showing um, endoscope technology of the baby in the womb from four weeks to nine months. Um, it's developed really high resolution images to show um, the baby in the womb which is especially important in the first trimester when everyone thinks that it's just a blob. And, so, and what are we showing here? What is this? This is um, a video show using endoscopy technology of a, I don't know the week, that's at four weeks. So at four weeks you can see that its heart is already beating. Um, and this is our children's video that's talking right now. So it's a video that puts the information in an easy way that children can understand. Um, and it's just really amazing to see that at just four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, how developed that baby is. Well, thank you so much for being with us this year. This was exciting and, and for sharing. So we are at, um, Leslie and I are right now at our booth, and uh, it's booth number 12 and 13. So if you haven't visited us yet, please stop by, say hi. We've got a free gift for you. And don't forget to watch us on endabortion.tv every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks. Thanks. We also came back from DC with hundreds of pictures and we'd like to share some of them with you. We begin on Thursday at the Planned Parenthood protest, then go to the Show the Truth event outside the White House and the Law of Life Summit. On Friday, we had the National Prayer Service at Constitutional Hall and the March and the Silent No More testimonies. On Saturday, we were at the Pro-Life Youth Summit and on Monday, which was January 23rd and the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade decision, we co-hosted a memorial service outside the U.S. Supreme Court to honor the millions of babies who lost their lives to legal abortion.
Before we end, we would like to share with you that Priests for Life and McLaughlin and Associates have conducted a national poll of likely voters measuring their attitudes on abortion and how the issue affects their votes for political candidates and for various abortion-related ballot initiatives. Details of the survey will be announced and analyzed in coming weeks to assist pro-life leaders and activists, as well as political candidates and parties, as they engage in the abortion battles that will mark this year's elections. The survey analyzes the importance of the abortion issue to voters, the strength of pro-life candidates, and also breaks some new ground in examining what messages help people to counteract the ballot initiatives that pro-abortion groups are putting into place. Watch our broadcast on endabortion.tv to catch programming that will unpack the details of this survey. Thank you so much for joining us on Pro-Life Primetime News, produced at Priest for Life headquarters in Titusville, Florida. If you like our show, please support us by making a donation to ProLifeGift.org. These donations help fund all of our work here at Priests for Life, which enables us to continue educating, equipping, and activating God's people to end abortion. For all your pro-life news updates during the week, please follow us on X at Pro-Life News Show. I'm Teresa Watson, Executive Manager. And I'm Anthony Vassone, Resource Associate. Remember, life is the only choice. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.